Hello there, Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of seven books, host of two PBS specials, here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. Today, I want to look at the subject of procrastination. This is something I get asked a lot about uh, in my counseling sessions, in my seminars, and interestingly enough, I've never really done a video, uh, uh, kind of a weekly focus that focuses right on procrastination. I've kind of touched around the edges, so I thought I would do that. Now, it's understandable. Generally, we procrastinate about something that we really don't want to do. It's something we think we should do, but we really don't want to do it. We might even dread doing it. And therefore, we kind of don't do it because, hey, we don't really want to do it because it doesn't sound like much fun. And we don't do it and we don't do it and we don't do it until all of a sudden, the not doing it starts to become worse than the dread of doing it. Taxes is a really good example. You know, I don't know too many people who go, hey, 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 looking forward to paying some taxes this year. And so we put it off and we put it off until we go, oh, man, crap, if I don't get my taxes done, I'll go to jail or, you know, something terrible will happen. So we're kind of uh, alternating between resentment and avoidance and dread. For those of you who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy, you know both of those, all of those, resentment, avoidance, dread, all of those are brainstem responses. Great in a fight or flight situation, not so great when we're trying to make more purposeful decisions. So let's look at this from what I call the top of the mind, from this upper 80% of the brain, the neocortex, where we can bring more purposefulness, more clarity, confidence, and creativity to what we do. So one of the things that I like to do is look at procrastination in several ways. If it's something you're being asked to do at work or something your relationship partner is wanting you to do, then what I encourage you to do is ask yourself the question, at the beginning of this job or at the beginning of this relationship, if someone had said, hey, Bill, you know, it's going to be a great job, it's going to be a great relationship, this is really something we really need whoever takes this job to do, however. Nobody really likes to do it, but we got to know that you're okay with doing it. If you would have agreed to do whatever it is you're being asked to do at the very beginning of the job, at the interview, then I suggest we do it now, not necessarily because we want to do it, because we're a person of integrity. We keep our agreements. If we would have agreed to do it then, then I'll do it now because I am a person of integrity. It defines who I am in a way I would recommend to someone I love. Same thing with a relationship. If someone had said, hey, Bill, this is going to be a great relationship. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's just one thing I really need my relationship partner to do. Would you please do this? And if you would have said yes, then we do it because, again, we are a person of integrity. Um, I clean the pool around my house. And if someone had said at the very beginning, hey, if we ever get a pool, would you be okay with cleaning it? Just something, that's something I like. I'd go, sure, I can do that. Now, washing dishes or getting dishes ready to put in the dishwasher, bleh, I don't like it all. So we divide that up in my relationship. I kind of clean, I clean the pool. I take the dishes out of the dishwasher. My wife, Georgia, washes the dishes or gets them ready for the dishwasher. It works really well. None of us really go, yippee, looking forward to doing any of this, but we've agreed to do it and we are people of integrity and therefore we do it. 
Now, let's look at other situations where we kind of really don't have much of a choice. If you are in high school or if there's a situation where you haven't agreed to do this, but it is expected of you, what I think we've got to do is ask ourselves is, do I really want to use resentment and dread and avoidance as a way of approaching this task? Because for those of you, again, who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy, that throws us into the brainstem. It triggers adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol, a lot of stress chemicals. So the avoidance of doing something becomes a stressor, a trigger in and of itself, and makes us feel bad. So we don't want how we perceive a situation to make us feel bad. We want to make sure we're choosing a perception of a situation that is something that allows us to approach it in a way that doesn't bring dread and avoidance into the process. So I like to switch to joy. I'm a big fan of joy. So the question I like to look at, whenever there's something that, that I haven't really agreed to do, but I do think it's probably necessary that it be done, then I ask myself the question, okay, is there any way I can find a way to enjoy doing that? Can I bring any amount of joy into the doing of it? If someone said, hey, Bill, we want you to look at this process and find a way for people to do it in a way that brings some degree of joy. Maybe not yippee joy, but at least kind of a minimum, you know, on a scale of one to ten, maybe a, a two or a three or a four. So one of the things people do is they break a task down. If there is this huge task that you really don't want to do because it feels so overwhelming and you just go, oh man, I'm going to have to spend so much time on it, you know, say, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on this and then I'm going to make a decision. Do I want to keep doing it or do I want to take a break for 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever? It gives you some degree of control in that, and it looks at the task, not in terms of this huge thing that you have to do that feels overwhelming, but this thing that I can do in 30 minutes and maybe find a way to enjoy it. Now, if there's absolutely, if I've worked on it and I've tried to find a way to enjoy it and I absolutely can't, then I ask myself the question, will I enjoy having it done? So is that something that feels good to me? Is there some reward uh, for having it done? More free time. Um, now, you don't want to make the reward less stress because you don't want stress to be the driver of what you do. But reward yourself. Create something that if you get this done or work on it for 30 minutes, there is this reward. You see, that brings a whole different perspective into the doing of things. One of the things that cognitive psychology has taught us, and one of the things I talk about in my life from the top of the mind system when I go do seminars for organizations and when I work with clients, is our perspective on something, our beliefs on something, how we interpret something has a huge impact on our experience of it. So if we want to have more, experience, more uh, influence over our experience, we want to make sure, and look at, make sure to look at our beliefs, our interpretations, our perspectives, and ask ourselves what I call the four criteria, the four questions. Have I chosen this perspective, this belief on purpose? Is it working for me? Is it helping me create the life I want? Is this defining me the way I want to be defined? Do I want to be defined as someone who avoids doing this? And would I recommend this belief, this perspective to someone I love? Because when we see life and people, when we believe life and people are uh, frustrating or irritating or annoying or depressing, we become frustrated, depressed, annoyed, and irritated. So we don't want to use that. We don't want to kind of hold on to that perspective, that belief, because what it does is it actually, again, throws us into that lower 20% of the brain and creates an experience of life we would not recommend to those we love. 
So if you have ever found yourself procrastinating about anything and you want to have more influence over that, you don't want this, these old beliefs about doing or not doing to be guiding your thoughts, your decisions, your behavior, your experience of life. You don't want to be focused between resentment and dread and resentment and dread. You want to have more influence over how you approach these, these processes, these tasks. I would encourage you to try some of this. You know, be careful about going, oh, I've tried this, it'll never work, or that's just a cycle bevel. If you haven't tried it this specific way in the ways that I've outlined in the video, I'm going to encourage you to give it a try. What do you got to lose? If you want my help on this, all you got to do is go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, or just Google Bill Crawford PhD. I'll come up on the first page. Hit the contact button. Let me know what you're interested in. I'd love to come and do a uh, seminar for your organization about this. Work with you as an individual. It's what I do. In the meantime, here's to you. Bring in more clarity, confidence, creativity around those aspects of life that in the past you might have procrastinated around. More clarity, confidence, creativity to everything you do. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video.